morning. So, as I mentioned yesterday, I thought we would just uh, go through the narrative of the Gopastami festival uh, relative to how it's been uh, written out here in um, my uh, at my hand, and um, so a little, little storytelling. Hmm? We'll see. You know, it never comes out exactly how it's planned, so I don't know where we'll we'll go. But I'll try to stick to the storyline, do a little reading from the text here and there, and um, take take your your your, your questions. The uh, the narrative this morning is something that we talked about uh, yesterday in terms of some of the philosophical. Uh, insights that uh, can be can be drawn from it, um, where it appears in the Bhagavatam, what preceded it, and so on and so forth. Um, I thought it was, some interesting points arose in the discussion, um, and um, so we never got to the story itself. The story is of uh, of a, a, a day in the life of. It, Eternal day in the life of Krishna, and uh, this particular day is Gopastami. Uh, I don't know; it slipped my mind yesterday, but the uh, it uh, astrologically speaking, it appears on the uh, eighth day. Astami means eight, right? So the eighth day of the waxing moon in the month of Kartik. Hmm? About the Kartik month. I don't know. I could forget that Kartik. Kartik is, of course, the month of uh, of Radha. Also, as you may well know, uh, Krishna identifies himself in the Bhagavad Gita with the month, the Vaishnava month that precedes Kartik, which is called by other names, but also I think in the Gita, Marga Shirsha. Is of months I am Marga Shirsha. So uh, the um, Goswami's drawing. Uh, also from the the Puranic record, um, mytho-historical record, uh, have posited that the month that follows the month of Krishna is uh, is Radha's month, Kartik. And so, on the eighth day of the waxing moon on a Wednesday, in the uh, in the month of Kartik. Is the astami that becomes the gop astami. Gop means um, uh, like cowherd, a cow, like a cowherd boy. So the implication is that Krishna becomes a cowherd boy. This is, means that he is now changed uh, or crossed over from the earliest uh, division of his um, demarcation of his ages from childhood. To uh, youth, to adolescence, it said that uh, Krishna, in his leelas, even those in which that are that are metropolitan, outside of the rural Braj in Mathura, which then uh, is collapsed into 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 the Dwarka leela for various reasons, he never ages beyond the, in appearance. That is. Uh, um, an adolescent, uh, say, 15 and a half, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Adolescence, of course, is is a very, we were speaking about the other night, very attractive um, period. 
in in uh, in people's lives attractive to the elders uh, who want the uh, youth for um, corporate purposes, for military purposes, for educational purposes, for religious purposes, so on and so forth. So the, the attractiveness of youth, and there's a, it's a turbulent time also, adolescence. So it makes for the uh, for the um, augmenting of the the union and separation, the high and the low tide of of Krishna's lila and the movements of love that Rupa Goswami says, like a snake moves forward like this. Well, I'll do it sideways. <laughs> so love moves in, in a crooked way like this. So, um, Of course, uh, the Gopastami from a... Um, um, I want to say um, in terms of time, um, what is the phrase I use? Um, chronological, but um, sequence. Sequence, in terms of sequence. There's no beginning or end on the Krishna Leela, but there are sequences that appear, there are appearances of beginnings and ends. So as one pastime ends in terms of its appearance before a certain sector of devotees, it's appearing somewhere else before another sector of devotees. Example is given to help us appreciate this of the of, of the um, the clock or the sun, which was the old clock, right? Hmm? Right? Tell the time by the sun. So it's always 12 o'clock somewhere. It's always 12.01 somewhere. It's always 12.02 somewhere. Hmm? So Krishna Leela, every aspect of it is always manifesting somewhere. So you might ask where? Hmm? Of course, the answer is in the hearts of different devotees. That's where it's found. Hmm? So, at any rate, in the Leela, when it manifests in the world, and it takes on more of a worldly-like uh, appearance with apparent beginnings and ends, so there's a childhood, the childhood passes, the, the, the boyhood Leelas of Krishna come, that passes, the adolescence of Krishna comes, and so forth. Whereas in the unmanifest Leela, when it kind of enfolds back from where it came beyond uh, uh, time and space, it appears within time and space to take us out, when it enfolds back into its uh, original form, we call it the aprakat, the unmanifest Leela, then um, all of these the Kumar Leela, the childhood Leela, the, the boyhood Leela, for example, the adolescent Leela, they're all uh, manifest simultaneously, like if you were to go to a movie theater. Nowadays they have movie theaters that have many screens. So there's, there's theater 10, 12, 13, 14, there's different movies playing. You go to one complex and there's many, how do I know? There are many movies. <laughs> <laughs> I get around. So. Literally read my mind. <laughs> That's okay. That's how I know. I know. I know so many things. <laughs> See how I use them, though. So, so there's a, 
So different different movie playing on every screen. So it's Krishna Leela on every different screen, but different parts and so forth. Now that said, of course, this is one way in which the uppercut, the unmanifest Leela, is described. Hmm? I think it's an overall way of describing it that also makes up for the fact, to some extent, that there are different varying and contradictory descriptions of how that Leela uh, in the unmanifest uh, plays out, which we where we go to from here and in the success of our of our our bhakti, the culmination of our practice journey and so forth. Uh, that in other words, reports from there coming from different theaters, what it's like hmm, can resolve to some extent contradictory descriptions like the Kumar Leelas aren't there. Hmm? The childhood Leelas, according to um, Kavi Karnapur in his um, Nandabrindaban Champu. But for Nirupa Goswami in Lagubhagabhatamrita, he says that there are unlimited manifestations of, of all the Prakat Leelas in the Aprakat, Aprakateshvapi. And there, hmm, like those theaters, something like that. Hmm? Uh, Ashramarsh gave another example. You have your computer and you have many programs open at the same time on the screen and you can go from one to another. So so, so here, when the Leela manifests here, it has more of a linear kind of appearance that's more like like we um, uh, live our lives. And so when the Kumar Leela ends and the Pogandalila begins, then the Kumar Leela is over. It seems to have disappeared. So, some further um, introduction to the ideas here. Uh, here, the Gopastami is is the beginning of Krishna's boyhood. So, he's passed from his childhood, the last part of which he began herding cow calves. Mm-hmm. Now, he wants to herd cows, and it just so happens that his urge uh, and that of his other friends to herd cow. Herd cows means that they're going to go out into the forest, and there's no restrictions on them where they go. In other words, if you're going to herd calves, you're going to restrict the calves to a greater extent than if you're going to herd cows, they're going to restrict you to some extent. They have more of a life of their own. Hmm? And, of course, they can consume more. They can stay out longer. They don't have to get back to to drink uh, from the udder of their mothers and so on and so forth. Uh, so there's a... Um, uh, with, with mature cows comes m- more mature herding responsibilities and staying out for a longer period of time in the forest. So as I was saying yesterday, the Poganda Leela, the boyhood Leela of Krishna, is one in which he begins to really live in the forest. He lives in the forest for eight, ten hours a day, dream, dreams about it at, at night when he is asleep, which is, tends to be shorter when he gets into his adolescent leelas, because he has other uh, rendezvous in the night. Um, but uh, his friends are fully living in the forest because when they go to sleep at night, they're dreaming. I think I've told this story before. Nainananda Thakur who is a great uh, devotee in, in Sakyaras in the lineage of uh, of Sudam, Saka, one of Krishna's dear friends, who appeared in Gaur Leela as 
uh, Sundarananda Thakur. Hmm? And uh, in that lineage, uh, Narananda Thakur was prominent in the seventh, in eight, early part of the 18th century, 17th century, just about in conjunction with the time of Vishwanath Chakwati Thakur, who was famous uh, for his commentaries and so forth. Uh, and um, I had the opportunity to converse with the Mahant, the 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 guru in the uh, what, do we, what do they call them um, hmm? the Sripat. It's kind of like a like a preaching center that these Gopals, that these friends of Krishna Balaram and Gore Leela and Chaitanya Leela, they established for outreach, for circulating, distributing the holy name and so forth to others. So I had the opportunity to speak with the Mahant of the Sripat of Sundarananda Thakur's uh, lineage. And I spoke to him on Skype, actually, from Madhavan. He was in, of course, West, West, West Bengal. And um, so we were discussing the uh, some of the work of Nananda Thakur. And in the course of the discussion, an interesting thing came up, which was that Nananda Thakur used to travel, and uh, and he was renowned for his devotion and his his kata, his his uh, ability to uh, uh, speak in a compelling and charming way about Krishna Lila. So uh, wherever he would go, he would be asked to speak. But he had to practice that he would not speak about Krishna Lila at night because he was absorbed in the cowherding Leelas of Krishna, and they took part only in the day. So when the day closes down, the sun starts to set, hmm, then the cows come home. If they say, until the cows come home. Hmm? So I say, he stays out in the forest for a long time. Until the cows come home, they were gone. You're sort of thinking, you're going to be out there till the cows come home. <laughs> Goodness. Hmm? So uh, he, he had a practice of not lecturing because he thought, well, these leelas, they only take part place during this time of the day. And during those times of the day, he's meditating on those leelas. And when they unfold or close close down, then he would stop from speaking. Hmm? This is how he was absorbed in the leela. Hmm? However, he came to uh, within one the jurisdiction of one king. This is uh, still India was still a uh, uh, kind of a feudal state with different uh, kingdoms, hmm? monarchies, and so forth. And the king, uh, knowing of his renown, wanted Dhananda Thakur to speak that evening. Harikata. And um, if the king wants you to speak, then you got to speak. So he was in a difficult situation. And so the night before, he took rests and he prayed to Krishna, how to get me out of this situation? I can't speak about your leelas at night. And if I don't, uh, I may be with you in the uppercut leela sooner than planned. <laughs> and so Krishna came to him in a dream and said, no, you can speak about my leelas at night because my sakas, my friends, they dream about them all night long. Hmm? The waking day is but the realization of their dreams at night. Hmm? So it's good to dream. Hmm? At least 50% of your life should be dreaming and at least 50% of that should come true. Hmm? But if you have no dreams, then then what, right? Hmm. So, he was able to lecture in the evening, and he made that a practice. And then in his book, Prayobhakti Rasarnam, uh, he, 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 he wrote about the fact, without telling the story, he wrote that and, and at night, 
the cowherds are dreaming about them. Hmm? I, I think I had mentioned that point, and then he told the story of how he came to that realization. Very beautiful uh, uh, story. <clears throat> so, um, so the the Gopastami celebrates the day that Krishna's officially become a cowherder, which then the ties of the vatsalya of parental love upon him, the chains of parental love, have, have the shackles of parental love which want to keep him as a child. Right? This is the bhava. Keep him. Uh, they, they only, they, even when he's in his kishore, Leland's adolescence, they see only him only as a child. Hmm? I've given an example before. Of a, if, 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 if a famous person becomes, well, a person becomes famous, let's say you become the president of the United States and then you're, you're, you, you th- want to thank your mother and she comes out on the stage and says, oh, Krishna Das, instead of Mr. President and so forth. You know, that, That's just a, like an aspect of her child. Oh, that, that he, he, he's the president. Hmm? But she doesn't call him Mr. President. She sees him in, a, in, a, in an entirely different light that, that, that that's central and that's just a, an attribute of his, something like that. So, so anyway, the parental uh, chains, if you will, is how they would be seen by a young boy. They're chaining me down. Hmm? Uh, Balram was not able to go on the day in which the famous Bhagwat picnic lunch took place, having planned the night before. This is just prior to this Gopastami Leela that we're trying to discuss. Uh, that he was he was unable to go in in which so many things happened. A year happened in a day, and uh, uh, Agasur was uh, was 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 delivered. Brahma was was bewildered and entered into bhav bhakti and offered an extraordinary eulogy and uh, and and so on. He missed. You know, if you miss one minute of Krishna Leela, you may miss a lot. Hmm? Balaram missed because he was chained by parental affection on the day in which the nakshatra, the presiding over his birth, appeared in that particular month. It's like a monthly mini birthday, hmm? and so some relatives from a distance were there to observe, and he was chained by their parental formalities and so forth, and 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 he heard Krishna. Blow his bugle, buffalo bugle uh, horn in the morning, which Balaram typically does to wake up all the cowards, or, or they're already awake, but to call them. Now it's come to come to Krishna's courtyard, Nanda's courtyard. Let's wake up Krishna and and head out and so forth. So uh, Krishna was blowing the horn, and Balaram's saying, "Hmm, he's got something planned this morning. He's up early, and I'm going to miss out and so forth." So uh, the chains of parental love are now being broken hmm? and, and 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 Krishna's entering into the boyhood and and the day the astrological day that's auspicious uh, for such a beginning if you will um, um, was uh, uh, taking place unbeknownst to everyone but nonetheless um, as it would be, uh, as you'd have it, the other cowherd friends of Krishna were, were were granted permission 
by their parents, so they found themselves racing to Nanda Maharaj's house to pick up Krishna and and say, Let, let's go, you know, it's time for, for herding. I mean, it was they were given permission the, the night before. Um, so that's kind of where we are. Let me... Um, oh, let me... Um, let me read just a few words of Jiva Goswami um, about the Poganda Leela of Krishna and the physiological, if you will, developments of his non-physical body, <laughs> of his spiritual Satchitananda Rupa. Hmm? Uh, Jiva Goswami describes Raman Krishna's Poganda boyhood, beginning boyhood, thus. As Krishna and Balaram reached Poganda boyhood, their intelligence increased. The luster of their black and white complexions defeated that of their Kumar period. Their chests expanded, their eyes elongated towards their ears, and their limbs also became longer. Their hair arrangements and manner of dress became more elaborate. They became skillful at learning new varieties of play, and their overall affection increased. So soft, Jiva Goswami says, is their boyhood as it first emerges I feel great longing to see them in their boyhood hmm. I might have mentioned this at another time worth repeating though amongst the Gaudiya Acharyas the in our lineage our great teachers the prominent sentiment or bhava that uh, they embody is that of of a particular kind of of Shringaras or Madureras or romantic love for Krishna that um, is called Tadbhav. It means uh, Tadanumodan. It means that uh, it's a romantic type of love in which they are sympathetic to the romantic love of Radha and Krishna. And they empathize with Radha's romantic love for Krishna and feel disposed to assist her in in um, meeting with him and and pursuing that romantic life, and through that um, service of Radha, they experience uh, kind of indirectly. And Vaishnavism is very indirect, actually, indirectly all that Radha or ex- experiences, hmm? rather than being a competitor of Radha in the Leela, they seek to serve Radha and thereby attain a position that exceeds that in the ecstasy and intimacy with Krishna of other gopis who are in a in a in a drama, the competitors of Radha. This comp- competition of course brings out different sentiments of love and so on and so forth. It's all all for the good uh, of, of Rasa. Just like if you want to cook then you have to put in different spices and for different subtle tastes and so on and so forth. Hmm? And rasa means to taste. So, the various tastes. So, this is the prominent sentiment. Jiva Goswami is steeped in this sentiment as a uh, handmaiden of Radha, a Munjari. Uh, the other prominent sentiment, which is kind of really a secondary sentiment and, and serves uh, directly the Madhurya or romantic sentiment by way of Nityananda, for example, uh, in his Sakiras, broadcasting it, making it available widely as uh, more so than anyone 
one else. This is how Balaram gets directly involved in Madhurya Rasa within Gaurlila. He can't be directly involved in Krishna Lila. That's a big subject unto itself, but he's the older brother, so um, if he's around in the presence of Radha and Krishna, Radha will be a little bit, um, how do you want to say, um, reserved, hmm? because he has an element of, of parental love within his, uh, bundled with his Sakya Balaram. Hmm? Complicated, but interesting, huh? So, my point anyway is this, that amongst all of the acharyas, amongst them we find a prominent, this Madhurya Rasa, and then we find some Sakya Rasa also, like our Guru Maharaj, Om Vishnupada, Sibhaktivananda, Swami Prabhupada, very clearly stated his own affinity over and over and over again in so many ways for Sakya Rasa. And he was born in the Sakya Rasa family, and... Uh, and they worshipped um, this Uttarandatta, um, hmm, who is, um, what is his name in Krishna Leela? Uh, so I'm getting older, can't remember his name at the moment. Uh, but he, one, of, one of the Priyanarmasakas of, of, of Krishna. They used to go pilgrimage every year to Urdhar and Thakur's place in West Bengal, an area that was particularly benedicted and uplifted by Nityananda Prabhu, both socially and, uh, and, and spiritually. Hmm. So, we find both, and Madhurya Rasa is prominent, but amongst those acharyas, and they are the majority, in, steeped in Madhurya Rasa, Jiva Goswami, amongst them, is the one acharya whom, through whom, uh, through whose pen, we find here and there, but repeatedly, more than anyone else, some appreciation for this Sakyarasa. Hmm? Here it's the way he states it. Here, I long to see them in their pragonda, just becoming boy. These kind of things come up again and again in his writing, hmm? and one of the reasons for this is that no, no, that's fine. In his childhood. Jiva Goswami had the deities of Krishna Balaram that he worshipped. Hmm? So he has some, <laughs> some affinity for that. Of course, he was he was tutored by Nityananda Prabhu before anyone else in, in West Bengal in, in Mayapur. Hmm? Before he was later to join his elders, Rupa Sanatana, his, his uh, uncles in Balava, and then be schooled by them in a systematic way and, and so forth. So... We seek his, his blessing and if those of us in pursuit of um, the ideal of, uh, of, of Sakirati, you know, an opportunity that is uh, comes before us in this Guru Parampara and in the, in the Paribar of Bhakti Vinod coming from our Guru Maharaj. So, um, so a brief description here of the... Uh, uh, physiology, if you will, of uh, Krishna and, and Balaram, its development there and in, in their their mental, emotional uh, components, moving from childhood um, to uh, to say uh, to boyhood. This uh, and again, this movement is a, a breaking of the chains to a large extent uh, of the shackles of of uh, parental love, but Rasa. So there's some tension here. At this point, where this this is this 
breaking of the chains is about to take place. He is going to be initiated into cow herding. Hmm? That is the gopastami, and that then becomes official. Hmm? At this point, it's only a kind of a unspoken, in some circles, current of thought and possibility. Krishna, however, it means he can't speak about it with his parents. He now wants to do something that they cannot see him doing. They can, they just cannot see him as others can see him. Hmm? As others can see him aging, hmm? if you will, it, because it, facil- it facilitates their own uh, increased association with him. Whereas... For Nanda and Yasoda's parents, it's just the opposite. Hmm? So they don't have an eye to see that. They have to keep seeing him in, 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 in a younger age. Their parental bhav, which the lens through which they're seeing, is drawing in that way. But, for example, Nanda Maharaj, Nanda Baba, Nanda Maharaj ki jai, Gopavraj, Nanda Baba ki jai. He has uh, four uh, brothers. They are the Nanda brothers. Hmm? Nanda is the uh, uh, Sanskrit uh, root for bliss, for Nanda. So the bliss brothers they were. Uh, there's five of them all together. And Nanda is the middle middle son. So there's two elders, uh, two elder and two, two younger. Hmm? Uh, it's said when... Um, when uh, their father, uh, what is his name? Um, Doctor the P. Parjanya. 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 Yes, he um, went realized that now it's time for me to pass the cowherd kingdom on the throne, and so typically one would pass it on to the elder son, and so he passed it on to the eldest son, Upananda. And the first act of Upananda as the king of the cowards was to take his crown and pass it on to Nanda, hmm? the middle son, who had very uh, extraordinary qualities and characteristics that the uh, that the uh, even the eldest brother admired. Hmm? This you won't find this happening in the material world. <laughs> always a, here we find a competition for place, right? Hmm? For the idea of being on top is to be superior. In spiritual life, to be on the bottom is superior. Hmm? Here you get ahead by stepping on people's heads. And in spiritual life, you get ahead by having your head stepped on. That's why we're always putting our head to the ground. We might take the dust from the feet of the Vaishnavas on our heads. So, das, Vaishnav, das, das, and das. Pujapat Sridharmarsh once told me, he called me personally, he said, Vaishnavism is indirect. He held out his hand like this, his open palm. He said, first there is Krishna, then there is Krishna Das. Hmm. Krishna, then there's the Vaishnav, then there's the Das of the Vaishnav, servant of the Vaishnav, then there's the servant of the servant of Vaishnav. Vaishnav Das Anudas, and then then there's our position, Hmm. fifth position. But, he said, spiritual life is indirect, as I'm explaining. So, you're not losing out by being the das, das, anudas, the, of the, the, 
Das or the Anudas, so to speak. Hmm? Just the opposite of material life. So it's a good example. Nanda Maharaj gave the crown to, to, to or excuse me, uh, Upananda. He said, after all, he said, I'm only an Upananda. He was using the prefix Upa to mean little here. I'm just a small Nanda. But the Nanda of, 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 of the middle son, this is, this is, this is, this is greater. And everyone was uh, happy to, to celebrate um, such. So, Nanda has two elder brothers and two younger brothers. Hmm? And prior to the Gopastami, as this was a- approaching, then we find Krishna in the Leela spending a lot of time with, with Sananda and um, what's the other younger brother's name? Oh, I can't recall. The two younger brothers of Nanda Maharaj, who would be, of course, much older than Krishna, but still closer to, hmm? and and with whom he could share his ideas and who would readily uh, encourage him. Yes, that's a good idea. Hmm? Um, and, and then, and so as Nanda would approach, and there was Krishna spending a lot of time, which wasn't characteristic uh, uh, comparatively, the time that he was spending with his own parents, he's spending with, the, with his two uh, younger uncles, which was curious in it, itself, but as Nanda Maharaj approached, then they would be quiet. Welcome. So he was curious. What? What? You know? What? Uh, what's? Uh, what's up uh, here? This has happened um, repeatedly, and Sunanda and uh, Sananda and oh, I can't recall his name. The two, anyway, the two younger brothers. They realized. Well, we we have to let him let him in on it, and we have to do it tactfully. Hmm? So very tactfully, they be, they they said. Here's the thing we we, we, we we want to talk to you about something in in private if we could, and that is this that you have had the joy of bearing you and your wife a son hmm? who's the life of all of us, and that at a very old uh, age hmm? this is the uh, uh, one of the features of the Brajli Nanda. And Yashoda, his wife, the mother and father of Krishna, are very old at the time of his birth. Hmm? Um, so they were—they weren't married at an older age. But every time they sought to conceive, then Nanda Maharaj uh, would envision a son who was more beautiful and charming than Narayan, who was God. And then he thought, oh, "That's impossible." And then he would lose his enthusiasm for conceiving, and so he shared this at one point with with Yashoda, and she said, the same thing happens to me. Hmm? We're kind of crazy. We, we can't conceive of a son that's more attractive than Narayan, then we lose our enthusiasm to have a son. Um, so we're so offensive, <laughs> we should worship Narayan. Hmm? And so they performed a vow of rut uh, for, for one year hmm? uh, of strict austerities and so forth, worshiping Narayan, to purify themselves, and Narayan appeared uh, mystically uh, in their dream and told them, you know, you'll have, you can conceive and you'll be successful, and so on and so forth. And and, and of course, Krishna was born, but they were very old hmm, at the time. Hmm. And um, and so, playing upon this, the younger brothers of Nanda told him, thing is that. 
you're quite you have a beautiful son but you're quite old and so you have 900,000 cows in your herd and and you have many assistants and so forth as the king but you're managing a big affair here and despite the fact that your son is young of course he is of age they don't say this he is of age but Nanda can't see him like that right for herding hmm? they said the other boys have been given permission so he they say so because you're old even though your son is young hmm, which resonates with him he has to come up come forward and take responsibility even though he's not old enough hmm, in your eyes to take care of the herd and in this way they 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 start to voice the idea in a way that can start to turn nanda's attachment to him as a son and keeping him chained to that with that parental love that sonhood to i've got such a responsible son hmm? he's so capable just see even though he's not of eight he can do this uh, uh, a grown-up's work and so forth. So he starts to take on the bob of some some pride in his son, and and and, it gra- and then gradually, of course, they bring it out. And by the way, that's what Krishna's been talking to us about. He wants to become a cowherd. So Nanda's head now has turned a little bit, started to turn, and they keep working on him. Hmm? Meanwhile, Dashoda, she's a harder nut to crack, hmm? right? So. Uh, the, the, elder, the wife of Upananda is, uh, comes on the scene and Krishna's uh, to, to her house early in the morning and Krishna, who's typically there, being dressed by Jashoda, hmm, is not there. He's already somewhere else and she says, where, where's Krishna? And Jashoda says, yeah, that's the problem. Hmm. <laughs> Nowadays, he doesn't allow me to dress him. Hmm. He wants to dress himself. Hmm. And he does so, and then he just quickly pays respects to me and his father, and uh, very briefly, and off he is to the to, to the cow pens to hang out with the cows, and observe all the the, the the cow herds and all their duties and responsibilities. And it's a little un- unsettling, actually, hmm? the brevity of the, of the amount of time that he that he spends with us, and, uh, and 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 the fact that he wants to dress himself which they find quite, quite curious and quite interesting how he how he puts things together and uh, slightly differently than the, than they would at that time and and so on and so forth and so she has this uh, knowledge that she will not bring into voice won't voice it she knows what's happening she's intuitive enough to understand what's happening but if you start talking about it then it's it's gone from your mind to words, which will turn into action. So keep it in the mind and take it. Try to keep it off the mind as far as possible. And this becomes quite humorous to the others in Batsali Rasa, who who will agree with her, but will also uh, have a little uh, s- sympathy as the younger brothers of Nanda Maharaj did, because it, it, the prospect arises for them. Um, Associating with him and agreeing with him and and, and so forth and, uh, uh, and and so on. So this this is the early uh, beginnings of this uh, tension and how it starts to uh, uh, slacken by the with the help of 
Lila Shakti, who's facilitating all of this. Um, and so, uh, then, of course, the cowherds themselves arrive. They've woken. Uh, they've heard the, the horn of Balaram. They've come to the courtyard of Nanda Maharaj. And the buzz amongst them is, you know, we're herding, we're herding cow. We're going to go out today. We're going to herd the cows. And, um, and we're going to bring Krishna and Balaram with us. And Balaram's aware of it, so he's, he's, he has already, they've confided in him, and he's, so this, this talk is going on amongst them, kind of underground, and Balaram is, is, of course, agreed amongst friends, yes, and, uh, and so forth. But they, they have to sell it, right, to, um, to Yashoda. So, they arrive, and while typically after, uh, typically even before herding or going to the cow shed, uh, and they would uh, do some exercise and athletics in, in, in the courtyard and a little sporting and so forth. They skipped that and went straight, straight to the, to the, uh, to, to the uh, cow pens, where, as it turned out, hmm, it was reported in Nanda Marsh, that the cows are unwilling to let down their milk today. What well, to speak of being taken out to the pasture? They won't move, and it's as if uh, uh, yesterday they came. Yesterday the same problem. When Krishna came, they let down the milk. Hmm? Today, what happened is Krishna came. They wouldn't let down the milk until we let Krishna milk the cows. Hmm? Put a put a bucket between his knees. And having observed for some time, he milked the cows, and then he told his friends, go milk the other cows. And so they milked out the whole herd of Nanda Maharaj and then let them into a corralled uh, pasture and then returned to uh, to Nanda Maharaj's residence from the cow pens. And so now Nanda Maharaj, he knows about this because he's out in the field a little bit. So uh, he's, again, he's turning to, oh, my son is this. Is, I'm so proud of him. Right? He's got that kind of uh, parental feelings at this time, but Yashoda is, is 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 unaware of this. So this, they arrive, the cowards at the house, hmm? and, uh, and, and and now from the pens with Krishna, and uh, and so they have to sell this to to um, Yashoda. They're a little uh, uh, sheepish, standing at the door. But dressed in a peculiar way, which is suitable for herding, and this this is raising the suspicions of Yasoda. So she speaks to all of them through Sridham, their leader, and says, "Why are you at the door? Don't be afraid of me. Your your own mother, practically. Come in. What's on your mind? I have something to talk to you about, by the way." And so, of course, they come in closer into the house, and then she voices. Uh, what's this? Uh, I get the feeling, and I hear here and there about you wanting to take my son into the forest, <laughs> hmm? into the dark forest of of of, of Brudge, uh, into the wild for the whole day. What what kind of crazy ideas do you have? And with full-grown cows uh, 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 as well. What what what's this? Uh, how how can you be? Thinking like this, and what does Ram have to say about this? You know, <laughs> certainly he's not going to uh, agree to such a crazy pr- proposal. 
and so forth. So, they, of course, they, they, they come in before she even speaks. They have a little smile on their face, but they have to keep their heads down because they don't know what's going to happen exactly. They, they know what she wants to talk about, but mm, they've got a, got a seller on it, of course. And, uh, and, and so, uh, Sridham has to, has to answer. Krishna appears on, on the scene. Right, and uh, uh, there. Well, he's there with them, and uh, and uh, despite, well, despite having some plans and tactful uh, strategies that they've hatched on the way there, Krishna just blurts out, "Yes, I want to herd cows." Hmm? It's like uh, almost, and 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 Yashoda starts to pass out and. Sattvika Bhav and her complexion changes colors and uh, and so forth and coming back from that you know what kind of madness is this she addresses Sridham and and what is this idea anyway that cows have to go into the forest Hmm? where does this even come from (laughs) you know we have the pasture it's like the the, 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 this is this kind of this sandhyam between the village and the forest itself, where you've tamed the forest and turned it into pasture, and it's habitable for the domestic animals, and the humans can go there as well. But the forest, why do cows even need to go into the forest? And Sri Dham says, well, our cows are not only pasture animals, they're browsers too, hmm? zebu. So they also like to take from the, not just from the ground, but from the trees, the leaves, and so forth, and, and um, such as the bows indicus, you know, they're, they're, they're browsers. And not just pasture and cows, and, and and he says also, and I've learned from the elders that that cows are very curious by nature, and if we don't facilitate their curiosity, then it'll be harder to manage and, and manage them. So you have to give them some time to pursue their curious nature, and the forest lends to that. What will be at the next turn? What's behind that tree? What's over that rock? Hmm? Hmm? Um, and anyway, hmm, do you think that you're the only one who loves Krishna? Hmm? Whoa, a very strong statement. It's, and he, and he, then he starts to explain, the forest is not what you think it is. The forest with us and Krishna has now become a, 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 a dimension of, of, of friendly love. Hmm? There. And, and so he starts to describe the nature of friendly love and how how can not how how can one not be safe in such an environment? Hmm? So he takes away the the, the the way she's thinking about, about 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 the forest and so forth and and then um, of course then um, um, uh, Sudam interjects hmm? because despite his good insights and so forth, it's not making a lot of headway. With Mother Jasoda, hmm? uh, and so Sudam interjects and says, "Anyway, we're ready to go. Uh, let Krishna stay at home, you know. If he has to be a, you know, mother's boy, let him, let him, let him stay here, you know. And the, the the day is getting on, you know. We should go. We're dressed for the occasion, you know. Cows have been put in the pasture now. Uh, an immediate corral pasture. They need to be taken out, and 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 so that's so. And with sign language, then." That's a cue for Krishna. We need your help here. 
you got to say something. What we're saying, we're really not going to just go against her will. We've got to convince her. Hmm? But so far, you know, we it's it's kind of a draw here. You know, we need you to to weigh in, so to speak. So with gestures and so forth, they indicate this very subtly, and and Krishna interjects and. Uh, uh, just as mothers, just before, just after Mother Yasoda says in reply to Sridham and Sudam, thing is this: cowherd boys are one thing, but my, my son may be one in one sense, but he is the son of the king of the cowherds. As the king of the cowherds, Nanda Marsh has so many servants, so many assistants. It's not necessary for the son of the king to do the work, he can get so many other people to do the work. Hmm? So yes, he's a coward, but he's a coward son of a king. Hmm? So Krishna interjects and he says, Mother, hmm? Sridham's family is as rich as ours. Hmm? What is the wealth of Sridham's family? Hmm? Radharani is his sister. This is a secret way of saying him. Wealth of the wealth of uh, Shidam's family is 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 it's richer, richer than ours. This is the the family of uh, uh, of uh, Rishabhanu and Kirtida, in which Shridam is born, and the younger and and, and the sister of of, uh, of Shridam is is Radha. So they have wealth. Of course, they're wealthy, practically speaking, as cowherds also. Hmm? But the real wealth of their their their, their family is 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 is, 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 is the daughter. Radha. So Krishna says, oh, but Sridham comes from a wealthy family also. Hmm? And he's hurting. Hmm? And he says, besides that, he said, would it be appropriate for Brahmins to have the Vedic hymns chanted by assistants? Hmm? Hmm? We are Abhira. It's a kind of a Kind of a Vaisha blend of a, of um, uh, subcaste, and our our dharma is to herd calves, herd cows. So, can I have someone else do my dharma? How is that possible? So Mother Yasoda is like astounded. She thinks to herself, "My son is speaking like an ancient sage, hmm? teaching me in lessons of dharma. How, how will I? How can I understand?" Understand this, and so she's he's got her a little bit, right? Hmm? I'll read a short uh, section here that's uh, I found quite uh, fun to put together for you all. Um, astonished, you sort of thought to herself, "This son of mine is very expertly instructing me about Dharma, speaking like an ancient sage, although only a child." Sridham then took advantage of Yasoda's amazement and uh, spoke to her boldly. But um, he says, And our herding, in our herding, Ram will lead us. Hmm? Who amongst the evil mind is not afraid of him? Rohini Nandan. It is not that Rohini fled from King Kamsa in the night on a black mare out of fear and in hiding. Ram's affection for Krishna from within her womb and his desire to protect him brought her here, the dark horse and knight 
serving only as Udipanas for his abiding fraternal love, reminding him of Sham's dark complexion. You understand how he turned it all around? Hmm? In other words, externally speaking, the story, the history is that that Rohini, hmm, Ram was transferred into Rohini's room, womb, and then she stole away in the night hmm, to avoid comes on a dark horse, a black horse, with blending with the night, so she wouldn't be seen out of fear of Kamsa to get to Braj. Hmm? But Sridham has turned the whole thing around. Hmm? And what the, what's really driving her there is Ram's, not fear, but his, his desire to protect Krishna. Hmm? So he fears nothing, and everyone should be afraid of him. Hmm? In fact, the dark night and the dark horse are just driving his desire to go to Braj because they're reminding him as Udipanas of the dark complexion of Krishna. Hmm? He says, Don't you remember how Ram was as if lame, deaf, dumb, blind, and practically unconscious in his infancy until he was placed on your lap and close to the love of his life lying within your holy womb? In other words, when Balaram was, was born, it was he was so beautiful that the fact that he appeared deaf, dumb, blind, lame, and unconscious was ins- insignificant. Hmm? So that they would take the poor, what didn't seem poor, boy, rich with beauty, and then place him on Yasoda's lap, where Krishna was eight days away from appearing, and as soon as he was placed on showed his lap next to Krishna, then he would, then he would start to hear things and become conscious and alert and, and so forth, indicating that he he's living only for the service of Krishna. Hmm? So he's reminding her. That in Vrindavan, hmm, there is no tree. Uh, and, and what is the strength of the arms of Ram who will dare to challenge us in the presence of Mandali Bhadra, another similar Surit Saka with with some parental love bundle with his Sakya, wielding as he does a bright and rounded sword. Indeed, thousands of such cowards will surround the moon of Gokul like the brightest of stars in the sky of Vrindavan that gives only happiness. Sukadavan, fear not, O queen of Braj. So says the powerful Sridham. In Vrindavan there, are no, there is no tree that does not bear a flower, if not a fruit, and of their flowers, not a fruit, and their flowers, fragrance is carried throughout the day by its cool breezes, while it is said that at night its aromatic jasmine blooms. Vrindavan's fruit drip with nectar as fruits drip with nectar as they fall from the trees, as if offering themselves to Brajapati's prince, while the birds preach on the tree, perched on the trees, excuse me, Three limbs create a symphony of melodious sound to which herds of various colored deer dance. I swear, Sridham says, talking to Soda, going there to that forest, one never thinks of returning. Then, suddenly, it was almost as if I want to say that um, Yashoda wanted to keep Krishna like the Buddha hmm, in the palace of Nanda, 
never going outside to attain nirvana. But that nirvana it means also out of the forest. <laughs> didn't want him to attain nirvana, but uh, but Krishna wanted to attain Brindavan, right? And and for the Buddha, it would have been wise, wise as he was with his ahimsa, to upgrade from ahimsa to go seva, from the vegan to the you know to the for the to the cow herder. Hmm? So, I wrote a poem about it. I can't find it, but it's a nice, uh, nice, nice, nice section. Hmm? And then, of course, suddenly, Ram appears on the scene. His footprints, like those of, uh, like an elephant, causing the earth to to tremble, and everyone turns everyone's attention turns uh, towards him. And uh, and now, all of this, as I was saying the other day, this parental bhava that that. Uh, Yashoda has foisted upon Balaram and told him from his child that you're the protector of Krishna, you're the protector of Krishna. Although he has not done anything or shown anything that would illustrate that he was such a big and powerful older brother. He's only eight year, years, eight days older. This uh, this ego of the protector has been very much... The, the Vatsalya aspect of his son Kulbhav has been played upon by Yashoda and her Vatsalya Bhav. Hmm? So... She's built him up like this, and now he's coming. He's going to weigh in on the situation. He's come in the middle of the conversation, so this is going to cause some trepidation for Jasoda. What will 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 Balaram say? And of course, he gives his verdict hmm? that uh, uh, it's my determination that Krishna will go to the forest and, and herd cows. Uh, indeed, she says, "Father, what do you say?" Hmm? To to Balaram, and now. All of this parental love that she has been building up, playing on with him, has become her, her nemesis, right? Because now, when he says Krishna can go, now her arguments collapse, hmm? and now she's in a position to assist the cowherds in the remaining hurdles. There are some remaining hurdles, but these remaining hurdles are just like the time in a sports event hmm, that's already been decided by the score that can never be overcome by the amount of time that's left. Hmm? Time has to run out. The announcers have to find something else interesting to talk about because the game is really over. Hmm? So the game with Rom's confirmation, the game's over. But there are a few other little hurdles, that, formalities to go through. But now Yashoda's in a, kind of come into a position to to assist in all in these hurdles. The next of which, in her mind, of course, is all well and good, um, but how can we go forward with this uh, decision without consultation of Rajapati Goparaj himself, the father of the fathers, Nanda Maharaj? So we have to get. So she doesn't know how he, 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 his mind's already been turned, but we have to place it before him. And of course, then on the scene comes Nanda Maharaj with his good-sized. Uh, um, belly indicating his contentment with age, and his salt and pepper beard also indicating his his age. Beautifully wrapped in silk garments and turbaned, and carrying a gold, and uh, and uh, uh, coming on the scene with some of the elder elder gopers. Uh, so Nandaraj is here, and everyone pays their respects to the king of the cowherds and uh, Krishna's father. And he comes in and he says. 
may may uh, 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 may Krishna bless you all. And the cowherds start smirking and poking one another like this, the coward boys, and chuckling. And Anandamur says, what are you chuckling about? Don't you know? Hmm? That is the custom to name one's son after God. Hmm? Krishna is a name for God. <laughs> hmm? So I've invoked the blessing of God. I've named my son Krishna. So, so then he said, let me, he said, let me instruct you. Hmm? This is an ancient custom. There are great advantages to naming your son after God. So I've named my son Krishna. Krishna is a name for God, actually. Hmm? It means the all-attractive one, right? That's God. Bhagavan. He has all the opulence, Parashara says. So it's all attractive. Beauty is attractive. Wealth is attractive. Fame is attractive. Knowledge is attractive. Detachment is attractive. Virtue uh, is, is attractive. Who has all these things is all attractive. Hmm? The word for which is Krishna. So I've named my son after after God, and there's a custom that goes with this. Hmm? There's an ancient story in the Purana hmm? of a Brahmin named Ajamil. Hmm? And he tells the whole story. of He named his son Narayan. Hmm? Even though he got distracted from his Dharma hmm? and even became... Uh, 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 experienced for a lengthy time a considerable moral lapse in character and so forth at the time of death. It's a fascinating story. Can you imagine telling the story to young young boys, right? <laughs> so he's got them totally captivated by the story. At the time of death, he called his son Narayan. And when the agents of Yamaraj came to collect him to pay the dues for his uh, moral... Um, Lack of moral fiber and and and, and, and uh, adharmic character. Some the Vishnu messengers, the dutas, the messengers of Vishnu also came, and then they have the debate between the Vishnu dutas and the Yama dutas. Yama dutas are messengers of the Dharma, hmm? right? They're they're messengers of Dharmaraj, hmm? another name for 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 Yamaraj. This is the Varnashram Dharma. Hmm? So you violate the Varnashram Dharma, you don't do it exactly right. If you give a cow, what is it, to somebody, and then it comes back to you, and you give it again. That's an example, right, from King Riga's story. He was asked about that last night. Then, from the Varnashram point of view, big problem. You could turn into a lizard, like Riga did. Hmm? But if you just get stepped on by Krishna, you could detain a, a very extraordinary situation. Hmm? If you do one thing wrong in the Varnashram, well, there could be big implications and you won't get the desired result. You can do everything wrong, but if your heart's in the right place or you meet the right person, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Hmm? Right? Then you, if you know Krishna somehow or other, or you know a Vaishnav, then well, you're, this is the story he's teaching, the virtues. How Vaishnav Dharma Bhakti steps on the head of Varnashram. Hmm? Hmm? Not that we disrespect the Varnashram. But we're fortunate to be have sadhusanga Vaishnavas. So he's telling these this kind of tattva, and it's a nam tattva. Hmm? So nam comes prominently into the story of Gopastami. The power of Krishna nam. Hmm? He chanted this in Ajamil, the name of God, and then the Vitadutas told the Yamadutas, "You don't know that much about Dharma. There are higher aspects of Dharma, and one of them is that 
who chants the name of God is in a different category now, under a different jurisdiction. Hmm? And invoking the name of God, even casually, even in a, in a, in a, in a shadow-like way of what it, its full significance is and so forth, has the power to afford one mukti, liberation. So you can just imagine the cowards are like fastened to their seats as Nanda Baba, who they have so much love and affection for. Hmm? And they had this challenge, of course, before them of convincing him, but he, he, he's captivated them. He's telling them a fascinating story, and, 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 and they're learning something. So then, they, then he finishes the story. This is a Puranic form, recitation of the Bhagavatam, is a form of kirtan, as we were saying yesterday. Sukadev, who is the speaker in the Bhagavatam, he became perfect by this anga, this limb of the body of bhakti, called kirtan. Hmm? Parikshit Maharaj, how did he become perfect? What limb of bhakti did he invoke? Who is Prakshit Maharaj, you know? Um, Prakshit Maharaj is the person who asked the questions of Sugadev Goswami. That's the center of the Bhagavatam. He was cursed to die in seven days. So he asked at the bank of the Ganges, what should I do at the time of death? And Sugadev appeared and he spoke the Bhagavatam. So Prakshit Maharaj is the principal inquirer. So he asks questions and he listens. So what's happening in Bhagavatam is Shravanam Kirtanam. Shravana means hearing, Kirtana means chanting. Sukadeva is chanting, Parikshit Maharaj is hearing. Hmm? And what does it result in? Shravanam, this is the whole Bhagavatam, this is what it's about. Shravanam, Kirtanam, what does it result in? Smaranam. Hmm? Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Svabhavi. It, it results in inner absorption, inner life, and now it comes a meditative body in which to live and participate in the very leelas that you're hearing and chanting about. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Gijai. So now they've just heard this Bhagavat uh, Kirtan and they're so stunned and it's a Kirtan of the Bhagavat about the efficacy of Nam and Nam Kirtan. So they begin Nam Kirtan. Jai Hari Ram Krishna and dancing. When the cowards dance, that's an affair that you don't want to miss. And chanting. So the whole environment now has been purified by Puranic Kirtan, if you will, Bhagavad Kirtan. Now Namksan Kirtan, which is the most efficacious form of Kirtan. Of course, the Bhagavad Kirtan was about Nam Kirtan. And, 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 and now Yashoda uh, has to bring everybody back to the focus, to the subject at hand. But it's a very auspicious atmosphere. And the anticipation, you can imagine, in the cowherds' minds, what will he say? It's up to Nanda now. But your sodas you know, moved in the, in the direction because they don't know Nanda's position. And Nanda Marsh doesn't know your sodas position, so he's, he says, Mother, hmm? we are so fortunate to have a boy that's, that's although young, so capable. Hmm? So capable uh, of accepting responsibility. And she's reflecting back, yeah, he spoke the Dharma. He educated me like a sage. It's incredible. So, uh, in this way, he says, and we are old. We we, we were very old at the time of his birth. Most people who had a child in old age don't get the opportunity to have the child help to take care of them. It's one of the reasons you have children. So they almost take care of you when you get older. Children don't know that, but... Uh, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> 
so uh, so we were fortunate that this well why we might have been not had that opportunity our son is mature for his age and and so forth so my declaration so she asked the question and, you, and he responds in this way and says that it, it, I I think it it's appropriate a son should herd cows there's only one re- remaining uh, obstacle to going forward and it, all the cowards freeze oh God what's what's next what's left well, we thought we you know so many times I thought we made it here and we're ready to go and and mean you know, the sun is moving and right so so Nanamar says we have to call a astrologer hmm, to find out the auspicious day to to uh, undergo the procedures and whatever and, and officially celebrate such a sig- significant event. We wouldn't want him to venture out into the forest with big cows and so forth if the, the stars are not cooperating. So call call an astrologer. Hmm? So immediately the word is sent out and the Sarbagya comes. Hmm? All-knowing. <laughs> And he, he he's a very old man, hmm? and he's quite like eccentric and disheveled in his appearance, very thick tea lock and a, and a thick garment, and he's almost just like he's living in the celestial realm, hmm? and he sees everything from the celestial perspective. What is Mars? He's looking at it from Mars. He's looking at it from Venus. He's looking at it from the moon and, and from the sun and so forth. So Nandamars, uh, he comes asking, "What? Can, how can I serve you?" Hmm? Nandamars asked the question. I want to know when is the auspicious day and time that my son can begin to herd cows. Hmm? And the Sarbagya replies as if he didn't hear anything that Nandamars said. So Nandamars repeats what he asks, and and. The Sarbagya, the astrologer, Jyoti, she replies again as if he didn't hear. And Nanamar says, uh, "What's the matter with you? Are, are you are you uh, are you deaf?" And the astrologer says, "What?" <laughs> so they realize he's very hard of hearing. Oh, so Nanamar tells the coward boys, "You guys ask him in unison, together, from both sides." Hmm? Shout the question into his ear. So they both, they, on both sides, they they voice the question into both ears of the Sarvagya, and he, and then, and then he replies, says, he says, uh, what? Can you speak louder? Can you speak louder? So then they get closer, like you would whisper in somebody's ear. And one coward boy, two cowboy, uh, holds his ear open like this on, on one side and on the other side, and then up close they shout the question in to his ears. And then he says, oh, okay, I'm sorry. So you want to know what is the auspicious day for the marriage of the older brother because that might affect the marriage of the younger brother also. <laughs> hmm? And then now the, then Balaram is, is like smoke comes out of his ear with frustration. Hmm? <laughs> Guy's supposed to be all knowing what's going on here, you know. So Balaram with a voice as loud as the thunder after a lightning strike that happens next door. Have you ever had that? You can have that in Montemont. It's incredible. The lightning strikes right next door and it sounds like an atom bomb just went off. So Balaram's voice, he shouts it out, the question. And he fi- that finally registers with the, with the astrologers. Oh, so you want to know 
What is the auspicious day for your son to become a cow herder? He said, that's today. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the eighth day of the waxing uh, moon on the month of uh, Kartik on a Wednesday, and the sun says this, and the moon says this, and and so forth. And he's speaking to them again from from the heavens. And and so the cowherds are with a huge sigh of, of relief. This is like the... The final hurdle. And so they begin to celebrate and glorify Ram, who got through with the question. Ram, Ram, Mahabahu, Ram, the, the strong-armed Ram, you know, you've done it. You know, they're celebrating. And with all this clamor and, and celebration, the astrologer pulls Krishna nearby. He says, come here. Hmm? Then he whispers in his ear. What does he say? It's Kartik, after all. He says, on this day, you meet the love of your life also. Hmm? She would be more beautiful than all the women in the world combined and more beautiful than Lakshmi herself. Hmm? The rays from the uh, effulgence from her toenails defeat the beauty of even Lakshmi and all the women of the world. And so he whispers this in his ear, right? And all of, everyone's chanting and celebrating. And so Krishna says, what? What did you say? As his heart starts to beat and only Subal can hear his heart beating muffled as it is by the closure of Krishna's own eyes, hmm? trying to understand what does that mean and what was is that what he what did he say and so forth hmm? so anyway it's set now they can go they can go for hurting hmm? and therefore a celebration must first proceed so kettle drums are beaten and the callers are sent out and the sages are brought forward and uh, they come with their matted locks and they're bearing their water pots carrying the water from all the sacred rivers and uh, and they begin to sing the Samaveda that the Bhagavatam is compared to. Hmm? Samaveda, what is it? Samarupa. Gurda Purana says, the Bhagavatam is the Samaveda of the of the Puranas. Amongst the amongst the Vedas, the Samaveda is the is the is the Veda of hymns in praise of Bhagwan. Hmm? So Bhagavatam is compared to the the Samaveda of the Puranas. Hmm? It's only about Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam. Hmm? This is uh, that's what we do, right? We, you have to understand. We're living in the Bhagavatam. These kind of sessions is what we this is about. We hear, we chant, and we remember. So we remember. Then I ask any questions, and then you remember. You said this, and what is the meaning? And then we, then it goes, and then it's just this can go on forever like this. Hmm? Hmm? The Bhagavatam has no, it's not only 18,000 slokas. That's just how it appeared. It appeared at four slokas first, right? From Krishna to 18. Now we've got to go to 18 million and uh, 108 zillion. And so so, so this, is, this is how, these kind of stories, like we were explaining, this is how the, the Goswamis have elaborated upon in their Lila Grantas and uh, uh, some of this, some of these uh, uh Thought coming from Dwarkanath Thakur, also who wrote Gobinda Balabhanataka, a Sanskrit drama about uh, uh, Sakirasa and uh, and Gopastami is part of that and so forth. So a big celebration, hmm? and and the Brahmins, the Brahmins come forward and they offer praise to Krishna and Krishna touches their feet. It's always very peculiar in the Leela description of the Brahmins. They're given this place. Hmm? Of, of superiority. The sages don't take that. Their position is actually superior to the Brahmins 
But they're meditating on the Gopal Mantra. And now they come before Krishna. They're offering praise like the Samaveda of him. And they see Krishna, who they've been meditating on through the mantra that corresponds with him, the Gopal Mantra. That's what their meditation is. So internally, through the efficacy of the mantra, they're experiencing Krishna. And now they're seeing him in front of them. But now the tears well up in their eyes and they can't see him and they have to go within again. Hmm? This is how they respond. The Brahmins come and offer blessings. Hmm? Yeah, okay. And Krishna touches their feet and so on and so forth. So throughout the literature, you'll find this, the Goswami's work, this very subtle glorification, tongue-in-cheek of the Brahmins. Hmm? Uh, you can find it in the Bhagavatam too, um, very prominently in the uh, in the third canto, Hmm. Uh, when the sages come to Vaikuntha hmm, and Narayan speaks. and So, so uh, uh, at any rate, uh, it's kind of a, yeah, Kali Yuga is a time when the, the, the Brahmins are said to, class is said to be um, corrupted and so forth. Hmm. And it's also a kind of a subtle, respectful kind of way of subtly saying Vaishnav Dharma steps on the head of of of, of ashram and it takes us to new heights and so on and so forth. So the Brahmins come. So the uh, the sages come and, and the artisans come. So the bards come and then shoo, on the spot make a song out of it, of the whole event. And then the musicians play it and the dancers dance according to it. It's like, what's that show about dancing? Hmm? Dancing with the Stars, yeah, Dancing with the Stars, I've heard about it. So they have fantastic dancers, the Dancing with the Stars. Hmm? And they're dancing, and in the dancing, it's like they're dancing cow herding. So that, you know, they get together, and they one on top of the other, and it forms a cow. Ever seen that? Kind of, they do that acrobatic type of dancing, and there's a cow, and then they're milking him, and so forth. It's this, imagine, it's fascinating uh, uh, ent- entertainment uh, and a huge uh, celebration ensues. In, in musicians begin to uh, play percussion instruments, wind instruments, and so forth. And then the cowherds themselves, hmm, they begin to, uh, they're musicians of, of sorts. They're kind of like, uh, from, we're going from the classical official musicians to the folk musicians. And, of course, the Nam Kirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I was saying the other night, is, is performed in the context of, of a folk music, which is very participatory. The instruments are very uh, tend to be more, 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 more simple, easier for people to play, and, uh, and so forth. It's a very accessible kind of interactive, uh, participatory form of uh, musical expression. So, uh, to come to... Uh, the conclusion, to, at least to this point, uh, of the celebration. I'll read something that uh, I ought to be able to find. Uh, so, here we go. So, after the drums resounded and the wind instruments were played by experts, pleasing to everyone, when the music stopped, the Jyotish announced, O king, the lagna for the journey has arrived. Hmm? The house, what is it, the, the house of... Uh, on the natal chart of the the birth uh, is, yeah, the first house is, has arrived. Then Ram blew his horn, 
It means the time. It's now time. Yajochi's just saying, it's time now. Hmm? So Ram blew his horn, the sound of which reverberated throughout the universe. Following Ram's lead, the young gopas responded with a symphony of their own. They blew horns and played various drums and other types of percussion instruments, such as small cup-shaped hand cymbals, the mandiras. Some played single-stringed mouth harps, the mochangas. Others made musical sounds by cupping their hands to their mouths and turning them into wind instruments. Others played various flutes, such as the, six, the very short six-holed vein with a very long four-holed morality with an open end and a mid-sized nine-holed vamsi that were made either from bamboo or marble. Still others played stringed instruments like the tambour and the vena, and all of this in, array, in an array of melodic structures with musical motifs, ragas, capable of coloring the mind and influencing the, emotion, influencing the emotions of the audience with the gopas' own rati as they danced to their own music-making along with Bala and Krishna. They were dressed in stunning fashion with a variety of peacock feathers, necklaces, swinging jeweled earrings and beautiful jeweled ankle bracelets bearing small tinkling bells. Beautiful also with their locks of hair falling on the for their foreheads, their top knots towering upward like trees bound at the base with flower wreaths and their long streams of hair cascading over their well-structured bones, the riverbed of their backs. Their forms were breathtakingly beautiful and dressed in a manner capable of captivating the universal mind. And their dancing, music, and merrymaking was accompanied by the unparalleled singing of the gopis sitting wide-eyed nearby. Repeatedly, the gopis ululated, bringing attention to the scene that none could escape, nor would anyone want to. Even on high, the birds flying overhead were stunned, and their frozen formation appeared like poetic flowers growing from the ground of the sky. The world turned upside down. The gods gave in charity, and the sun forgot to move ahead, as all moving and non-moving beings traded positions. Oh, residents of Brudge, the sight of these mysterious boys must delight. A soothing ointment for the eyes to see them, when will that day be mine? Hmm? And then, of course, now the herding will begin. Hmm? Let the herding begin. Let, so, let the herding <laughs> begin. Right? Goparaj Nanda Yashodarani blessed Krishna to begin herding cows. And Jiva Goswami comments, we began with this comment. Let's conclude with this. In each and every speaker's mouth, if each and every speaker's mouth became 10,000 mouths and their lives lasted 10,000 years, they could at best describe a one day of Krishna's herding. Shri Gopastame Kejai. Bodhremanandi. Part of the story. It goes on, but that's the festival. So, what's the time? Yes? Um, is, the, is the reason that Radharani Well, uh, there's different uh, opinion amongst uh, devotees. Some in the in the I want to say the oral tradition, some say that, that uh, or they have envisioned the Leela as such that Radharani wanted to participate, and so she dressed up like a gopa with some other gopis and snuck along. Mm -hmm. And those who see it like that, they 
dresser on this day as a, as a gopa and her feet are shown, which otherwise are are not not shown. So there there are some others uh, see that the showing of Radha's feet and dressing her like a gopa corresponds with the the lila Subal Vesh, when Subal uh, uh, is asked by Krishna to bring Radha to the forest at a time which would be very difficult for them to meet, but he cannot he cannot bear her separation any longer. So Subal looks like his face is just like like Radharani. So he goes to her house and and and, and bearing a calf. Or looking for a calf. He said, the calf is missing. And so Radharani's mother-in-law says, all right, we'll get the calf and get out of here, you representative of Krishna. <laughs> and uh, and so then he steals into the in, into the house and changes clothes with Radharani and sends her in her, in Subal, in a dress of Subal, to meet uh, 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 Krishna. And when she arrives there, Krishna doesn't realize that it's Radharani hmm, dressed like Subal, and he says, Subal, you couldn't bring her. And Radharani says, no, I couldn't get her. Hmm? But I could bring Chandravali if you want. <laughs> and Krishna says, oh, that will never work. Hmm? And then Radharani says, it's me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that's another day in which the, that, that, uh, the, the deity of Radharani is dressed in that way. In this Leela, um, um, as it goes forward, hmm, uh, as we're narrating, Sridham will invite Krishna. Let's go all the way to uh, to um, my house, hmm? all the way to the other side, where um, uh, uh, Kirtida and and Vishabhanu uh, 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 Maharaj have their their residence, hmm? and so. In the context of cow herding, because they can go as far as they want now, not stick close to home. So they'll go, and as according to the astrologer's prediction, he'll see Radharani there at, at the house, and so he gets to meet her on that day. Hmm? But we haven't gotten to that that part. That's that's very nice. So Shridham will ask politely. Hmm? This is through the pen of Dwarkanath Thakur, actually. Dwarkana's own feelings are are projected into it. He is is a budding Sakya Ras Upasaka worshipper, and and he's feeling the Leela go forward. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's from he, he he's a follower of Sudam, who's from that side also Radharani's side and the family of Radharani. So he finds Sridham asking. It's almost like what he's feeling. Hmm? Permission. K- Krishna, could I get your permission that we could go to to um, my mother's house? She, she, you know, now we can go anywhere. Could we go that far and, and, and visit visit her, visit visit there? And they'll have a lunch for us and and, and so forth. And, and so Krishna responds, "Don't talk to me like that." Hmm? So you can see, you respond to Dwarkana's feeling. Don't talk, don't ask my permission. Hmm? We're equals. Hmm? That has no place here. Hmm? You're hurting now. You've come. You've joined the herd. We're going. We've taken you with us. And in this circle, 
there are no such formalities. Hmm? If you want to go, say it and we'll go. Hmm? Your wish is, is, my, is my command. It works the other way around here. Hmm? Something like so. Any, in other words, any hesitation, any reservation, any any over remaining reverence that causes him to question: Am I suitable for this? Do I have qualification for this? Uh, his attraction is his qualification, and Krishna's confirming it as he's as he's penning the drama, and 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 he overcomes it and enters the enters the hurting, never to come out again. That's Varkanathakur Gijai. Sridham Saka Gujai. Sridham Saka. It's very, very. I mean, you have to read closely to figure that out, but it's very, very compelling. Hmm? So, Radhamadava Gijai. Hopasam Gijai. So, very nice. We had a nice discussion, festival. Most of you will be leaving today, right? No. Good. We'll come tonight and we'll have Artik as usual. We'll answer questions further. And then there'll be Mahaprasad. Momentarily, if you could come and sing the lunch Leela Kirtan of Bhaktivinoda Thakur and uh, remember these Leelas, then Shravanam Kirtanam Leela Smarnam. Kijai! Gold Premanande! Bo! Bo!